Yes, we are live for another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast, connecting with you Italian football fans from all over the world. We are just a few days away from another Derby d'Italia, and this one, you know, for a couple of teams that are not top of the table but trying to stay in that Scudetto race, this is going to be an incredibly important matchup between Juventus and Inter. We also have the lingering disappointment of Italy not qualifying for the World Cup for second straight World Cup, so I'm, I'm very upset, but we have a lot to talk about, and we have a loaded panel. Uh, let, me, let me introduce the panel, and then I'll bring in my co-host, Jerry Mancini. I'm Alex Dono, by the way, joining us for the first time, because I try to keep the Juventini away, but then uh, eventually they find us. <laughs> We've got a couple of gentlemen in from all Juve cast. Let's bring on the first time or first who's one of the greatest beards I've ever seen, Anthony Skanga. Thank you so much for taking some time with us, sir. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, very excited to be on the show today. I thought I might have been on here once before, but with Jerry, but you know, with Jerry, everything's like pandemonium. Like I'm sure Jerry forgot, but I'm uh, glad to be back. Uh, it's an honor to be here and I'm looking forward to another great show. Well, I hope I hope it's great. You're going to help us make it great. And a guy who uh, who usually helps us make it great because he's got the, the greatest jawline <laughs> in all of sports. You, you did something different with your face, though, Daniel Lucci. Like, shit. you used to have a little oh, bit of a shit. beard going on. Now, you, you look a little like Paolo Dybala. Like, you don't you don't Ooh. look manly anymore. That's I, I don't know if that's an insult or I should take that as a compliment. Apparently, he's a good It depends on guy. whether or not he signs with Inter. If he ends up signing with Inter, it's a compliment. If not, it's an insult. I was going to say it's the other way around for us. If that, But whatever. I'll, I'll take it either way. I just wish I had his money, too. That would help. But thanks <laughs> right. for having me back again, guys. It, it, it should be fun. Yeah, it's our pleasure, and uh, and a show favorite returns. The prodigal son returns, uh, and listen, he he does some of the best Napoli content in the world. And listen, the two gentlemen I already introduced do some of the best Juventus content. I've been told I don't engage in a whole lot of Juventus content, but I, I do every now and then. I dabble in some Napoli content, and Joe Fischetti is one of the best in the business. Joe, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. That was that was very nice of you to say. And I can tell you, despite being a Napolitan. I've listened to all Juve cast and they do a fantastic job. If you want quality Juve content, I know Napoli fans are gonna, you know, pretend like uh, we don't have to. We can't listen to, uh, to other shows because it's Juve. You know, not me. I listen to everything Milan, Lazio, whatever. Uh, but. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Of course. Yeah, and I think we've decided that all Juve cast is the most tolerable Juventus content on the internet, <laughs> which coming from I'll me is it. a huge I think we'll compliment. take that, eh, Lucci? Yeah, yeah. We'll take Sounds it. Sounds like a good compliment to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, a, a man who provides me, uh, what would we just chat on the phone, some of the best uh, Edmonton Oilers content <laughs> and the best Lazio content is my co-host, Jerry Mancini. Jerry, uh, I know. Like, how are the Oilers even doing? Like, you, you're all bullish now. On the, are they doing better than Lazio? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much better. We're, we're, we're hunting for a playoff spot. I, I'm. It, this the is, same. Yeah. This is no. What, 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 what the Lazio's hunting for a Europa League spot. What the heck is True. that? That's Same-com. like. Uh, it doesn't even count. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm loving the Oilers right now. It, it's this is the best. If you're a hockey fan and your team's in the playoff hunt. This is the time of year that you love hockey the most because mm-hmm. it, it's that grinding period where the last 16 games of the stretch, it's like a Scudetto race right now where the last six, seven games right down to the wire and, and you have to like, every game matters. And if like, like Sunday examples, like game seven, basically of a hockey game between Inter and Juventus and whoever 
basically drops the game will will be behind the eight ball and whoever wins will be ahead and will be in the driver's seat or not in the driver's seat, but will be in a better position. So I would treat that, I guess that's a good segue of the Juventus inter game as a game seven, if it was a hockey game for me in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think the current Serie A table provides a pretty powerful visual aid for that. Uh, only, only a point separates Inter and Juventus right now. Inter do have a game in hand, uh, a, a match against Bologna from a couple of months ago that wasn't played due to COVID. And at that point in time, that was when Inter were in their best run of form of the season. So if, if they had played that game when scheduled, it looked like a free three points, right? They're going to they're gonna end up playing it. I think April 27th is the date that they just decided on. So, you know, based on the way Inter have looked uh, since february uh you know unless they they can come back to their winter form it doesn't necessarily look like a win on paper but inter do have the game in hand one point on top of juve in the table juve with 59 points inter on 60 points and of course both squads are looking up at joe fischetti's napoli with their 63 points and milan currently top of the table with their 66 points and so this is one of those, and I'll go, I'll go around the table on this, and I guess uh, for those watching, I'm going to go down the table on this because our, our formation is switched up with the table that we're looking at. So I'll start, I'll start Anthony, with you on this. Um, the loser of this match, whether it's Inter or Juve, will the loser of this match be out of the Scudetto race, or could a miracle run of form still salvage hopes of that? Uh, I might go a little bit against what I said on our own show. I already think that Juventus is out of the Scudetto race. I uh, enter with that game in hand. They have rescheduled. I think it's a midweek game. Uh, you know, I, not, someone might be able to fill me in on who they play before and after. But I think for me, Juventus is just trying to secure that fourth place spot. So a draw would be good here. We haven't beaten a top four team. Uh, yet this season, Lucci, correct me if I'm wrong there, we have zero wins against the top four teams. So a win is a bonus, but I think a draw here to hold off uh, Atalanta and, and the trailing teams just behind us is is really what all I all I need as a Juventus fan. Does, what do you does, think? Hold on, does defeating Romar Lazio count as beating the top four team? No. no. All right, I tried. <laughs> Try to top nice, four Europa League that. contenders. But you know, and you know that that's a that's a that's pretty important because these other teams like Napoli and Milan, they, they've been able to get maximum points off of each other yeah. uh, at the top of the table. And Juventus hasn't been able to do that this season. You're not going to win a Scudetto unless you do that. They've they've already dropped way too many points. I, I just don't see it a Scudetto happening for us this year. Yeah, you know, I've I've said it uh, over the last couple of months because obviously Juventus found some form and like made it interesting because early in the season they looked terrible. Um, and then when they started to gain form, you know, people sometimes on this show and on other shows, they'd, a they'd ask me, hey, like, are, are you are you afraid of Juventus, you know, becoming a Scudetto contender? And like my answer was always no for this season, but for long term, absolutely, absolutely, because they're going to find more consistent consistency under Allegri. And, you know, they, they added Vlahovic midseason, so that's going to be a big carryover into mm -hmm. next year so it's like uh you know you may put themselves in the conversation but i i don't i don't necessarily uh you know as an interista obviously uh milan and napoli at this moment just in on the table worry me more but i think for next year uh you like I, I would venture to guess that 
when the preseason odds come out for next year, Juve would probably be favored uh, by the odds makers to win a Scudetto. That, that's how I think this is heading. But uh, well, what about you, Lucci? Uh, do, do you still hold on to a glimmer of hope for Scudetto this season? And, and do you think losing this match would kill either team's hope? So I'm, I've am i been told I'm the negative one of our uh, of our all-Juve cast group. You are. So hearing Anthony say what pretty much I'm thinking is makes him just as equally negative. I want to have that on record going forward. Um, but I think, yeah, our, our Scudetto chances were kind of out the road, you know, out of the gate, starting so slowly and then, you know, not being able to pick up points against Napoli, against Milan, um, you know, a draw against Inter. So although this this weekend's game is a big one and a draw or a win would be would be great in securing that top four spot, I just think um, finishing, you know, for the Scudetto is just, uh, it's too far. It's too far of a reach for us at this point. I just don't see it happening. So, uh, Joe Fiske, let's build on on that idea that, um, you know, wh- whoever loses this match obviously is in a really tough spot. And, and yeah, statistically, Inter have better chances at a Scudetto. But if Inter drop points or even lose this match, does that pretty much kill their hopes? Yeah, I think it'll be pretty difficult just because the if it was just one team above them that they had to catch – I think it'd be more doable for either of these clubs, right? Uh, Whoever loses the match. But when you factor in that there are three teams above them or two in, you know, depending on the circumstances in that Bologna match, that's what makes it more difficult. But it's not out of the question because all of these teams have dropped points, right? You look at 2022, it's, it almost feels like uh, they're trying to not win. Everyone's trying to not win the Scudetto more than anyone's trying to win it. No one's really kind of taken the opportunity and, and gone on a run like Inter did last season, right? So, yeah, I think it'll be very difficult for whoever loses this match. Obviously, as a Napoli fan, I'm hoping for a draw, I think, uh, would be the best for us. But, you know, the flip side is whoever wins this match is very much alive, right? I think if Juve win, it's hard to to rule Juve out, Um, even with that. I, I looked up the schedule while you guys were talking, and that Bologna match comes between... Uh, Roma and Udinese, which mm. is, you know, Udinese is a bit of a tricky team, right? And, mm-hmm. and the way Inter have been struggling to get wins, I don't think it's a guarantee by any stretch. So uh, for, I guess the, you know, it's a long-winded way of saying it'll be very difficult if Inter lose the match, but I don't necessarily rule anyone out at this point. What do you think, Jerry? I never count El Juve. Um this is a team that can scrape out a one nothing win against Inter on Sunday and right back in it. They're on beating, what, 15 straight games in Syria? I think that really has to take into account because that is some good form, regardless if it's ugly football. At the end of the day, the most important thing is you get the W or you get an important draw, depending on who it is. Like Anthony was saying, like if you get a draw against Inter, it's not all bad because you managed for them to not gain any points either. So you're hitting into a, 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 a match here where I think that Juve are in better form than Inter all around. I think that defensively, they have been really, really good. Um, I think Matias Delit gets a little too much flack from the Twitter, Twitter universe and fans, seriously, because as bad as his handballs are, and I think some are bad luck, some are dumb, but for the most part, I'll say the bad luck. But Zero overall, I think overall, like he's still 
the most important player probably in that back end and has really stepped up with Bonucci and Kalini really taking a a step back in their game and that's that's mm-hmm. inevitable. Um you got Dybala who's back and I'm sure that he's still going to give his best in the last 8 games. He's still Juventini at the end of the day and you got Vlahovic who is a great addition. So it all depends on how Allegri kind of approaches each game but even if it's ugly and it's dinosaur ball, we call it by most fans or whatever it may be, I think that they can't be ruled out because, like, this is a team who learned who won seven scudettos in a row, man. Like, it's not or well, whatever it was, nine, 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 nine. nine. but like, sure. <laughs> but it, at the end of the day, they didn't win last year, but still, they have the experience, they have the pedigree. They have a manager who who was able to do it with them before. I don't see why he can't do it again. Like, Inzaghi's losing the ship right now, uh, and this is the pressures against him mostly of all managers, not Pioli yeah. and not Spalletti. There's no mm-hmm. pressure on Spalletti or Pioli because for them, it's Spalletti came in and it was just kind of guide them back to a top four, reinvent the the, the system, the philosophy, and in, 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 try to build something some consistency now for Napoli and not kind of go to a new manager next year because that's always been the issue with Napoli and with Milan it's been a, a rebuild course and they're probably the team that, that is probably in the driver's seat but at the end of the day I, I, I just wouldn't rule out Juventus yeah I disagree no. though a little bit in terms of not having any pressure on Spalletti because in that city yes at the start of the season the goal was to finish in the top four but at this point, now the goal is to win the Scudetto, right? Like, mm-hmm. how can it not be when you're that close mm-hmm. and you haven't been that close since 1718 and before that, since we won it 30 years ago? So I think there is still quite a bit of pressure there. The one thing I, I forgot to mention was that between Inter and Juve have the two easiest schedules out of the top four teams. It's true. So you have to expect that. I mean, Napoli's coming up on a string of games where we play Atalanta. Uh, I believe it's Roma, Fiorentina, or maybe the reverse order, but both of those teams. Then we have an easier game, we can call it against Empoli, and then we pay, play Sassuolo. And I know I don't know the exact fixtures, but I know Milan has a really tough end to the yeah. season. I think they have yeah. three yeah. Really yeah. difficult matches to close the season. So you can count on those two clubs to probably drop some points. If, if they don't drop many points, then they probably deserve to win the Scudetto. But assuming they do, then again, those are opportunities for... Juve and Inter to make up ground. I don't. Who has the easy? Who, who has the easiest schedule? Juve and probably Inter. Juve. I would say statistically, I think statistically it's Inter, but Juve okay. isn't much harder. It's it's really those two, and then Milan's is Milan and Napoli. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Quite difficult. So tricky. I'll, I think a lot of tricky teams. I'll go here. I, I'm not confident with Inter with an easy schedule because they've already shown recent weeks that they can't they can't secure against the, the, the smaller teams. That's I'm fair. more confident in Juventus because they know how to manage a one nothing lead. They know how to scrape out those 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 dirty wins. I haven't seen enough from Inter lately, and that's what kind of well, that's why I, I have a little bit more confidence in Juve over. Inter well, right now. I, I see what you're saying, Jerry, but also let's not forget Inter was out without Brozovic, probably their best player for yeah. how long, Alex? You can tell me how long, but... And he, uh, was, he was only out for two games. But two still, games. those what are... about before that? They weren't doing anything before that either. Yeah, they, they, they well, they they had bounced back, and I don't know. So Suddenly, Tana does not it, fucking count, man. 
I understand that, and I said that on the show. I I said it on the show, but I'm saying they they did they they look like an informed side, regardless of the opponent. And then he was out, and they've looked like utter feces since that point. So I I think he makes a big difference, regardless. That's yeah, he 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 can make a huge difference come Sunday. So who knows? Yeah, is he playing? I think so. he is playing. I mean, he's 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 full full training. Uh, by uh, I think he was full training today. So yeah, he he and Devry both. But I, I want to pick up on on something that Jerry was saying about pressure on Inzaghi, and it seems like it is there. I mean, there there's some chatter coming out of Milano that uh, if if they don't either win a Scudetto or the Coppa Italia, that he his seat could get very hot. I'm curious to see if that really is the case because there's obviously a pretty good chance they don't snag either of those trophies. And it kind of ties into what Joe was saying about expectations because heading into the season, you know, after losing Conte and Hakimi and Lukaku and losing Ericsson to, you know, freaks, and he's, he's balling out now, by the way, but unfortunately, you know, the Italian Federation would not allow him to stay in Italy. So after all those losses, like you could have said before the season, Hey, like Scudetto, it'd be nice to get another one. It's not really the goal. Top four is the goal. But like Joe said, expectations can change during a season. And that it's something, it drives me crazy when apologetic fan bases will try and like make excuses for their club collapsing to be like, well, remember it was never actually the goal to win a championship. It was never the goal. But hold on. When it looks like you're about to walk the league in January and then you you end up dropping points left and right and you may end up bottling it because, you know, back in January, everybody, everybody except me, because I'm bad luck. I don't like to talk about things like that. But everyone back in January was like, oh, no, Inter, no problem. It's going to be like last season. They'll win it easily when you're in that situation. And then if you do bottle it, then expectations are different. The expectation midseason became Scudetto or bust. So, yeah, it makes me wonder about that. But I, I want to go through uh, – uh, injury situations for Juve and Inter and what we expect the starting 11s could look like. I'll, I'll start with Inter. You know, as Lucci mentioned, Brozovic expected back, which would be a huge boost. Stefan De Vrij, who had it up and down season, but he's been hurt. Uh, he's expected to come back, so hopefully he's in good form. So I, I think we're likely looking at Handanovic in net, of course. Um Center back trio, the the usual trio. Now that Devry, it looks to be healthy. Of Devry, Skriniar, Bastoni, uh, Perisic probably on the left. Uh, uh, not Hakimi. Uh, Dumfries on the right. Uh, Hakan Chalhanolu, Marcelo Brozovic, Nicolo Barella. Hopefully he's gotten some good rest because he's looked dog tired over the last few months. And then the uh, the duo of hopefully they do something of Jekko and Lautaro up front. Lautaro's form has obviously has had some dips, some recent ups, but mostly downs. And Jekko has looked every bit of his 35 years lately. But again, maybe maybe a little bit of time to regroup will do them well. So I, I think I think it's going to be Inter's on paper strongest 11 on uh, on Sunday. Uh, and Anthony, I'll start with you. What's the injury situation? I know they they had some some season ending injuries, but what's what's the health of the squad looking like for Sunday? And how do you expect them to line up? Um, I'll I'll let Danny work on the lineup. In terms of the injuries, the the players coming back, we have uh, Zakaria is going to be back. He's he's back and available. Benucci's back and available as well as Kalini. Uh, Dybala is fully fit. So uh, we we've been playing with a three, basically a three five two the past maybe month. Lucci somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Now with Dybala back, 
who knows if it flips back to a 4-3-3. I know some that's really the only way we can play uh, uh, Dybala or 4-2-3-1. There's, Allegri has options. I, I don't like it when a manager has to switch, you know, when you have a good thing going. But uh, in terms of players' injuries, we other than like McKenny, Chiesa, like the long-term injuries, we have quite a few players coming back. Uh, and speaking of Dybala and Bernadeschi, these guys, well, Bernadeschi potentially out of contract, I think they're going to play lights out for the rest of the year. So a guy like Dybala has to start right from the beginning. Um, I guess at the back, uh, Danny can help me out with the back. I think it would most likely be Danilo Delict, probably Rugani, probably Bonucci if he's fit, or Rugani might start. And then on the left side, I, you know, Pellegrini, Sandro's. Oh, Sandro's back, much to the chagrin of uh, many of the Juventini. And then uh, from there, Danny can take the rest of it. Uh, yeah, the the back end could go either way. Even Kalini's available, so he could mm-hmm. potentially he plays well in these kinds of matches. So maybe he's yeah. you know his last derby most likely. So maybe he gets yep. the nod on the left. It could Good be point. any one of Pellegrini, uh, Di Cilio. I hope it's not Sandro, but that's also a possibility. Mm-hmm. If it if they change, if Allegri decides to go with a, a four three three, you can see um, probably Artur. Um, Locatelli and one of either Quadrado or Zaccaria. Sorry? It's Rabio. Rabio. Rabio, yes, I guess so. But then you leave you you leave your apparently your best player in Quadrado on the bench if that's the case you mm-hmm. want to go. So there's there's options, which is good. And uh up top it would probably be Dybala, Blaovic and, and Morata coming in off the left. So mm-hmm. there's options, that's for sure. But um we'll see if it works. They haven't had much time together. Dybala's been hurt. Uh, for a, a little while since Vlaovic joined. So chemistry might not be there, but you never know. Now, before, um, in a minute, I want to start the predictions and I'll, I'll get to the neutrals first to hear their predictions before the three of us give ours. But I want to ask you both, and, and Lucci, I'll start with you. Uh, is it, 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 it appears as though uh, Dybala's time uh, with the club is going to come to an end at the, at the end of the season. Uh, where do you think he, he's going to end up? There's, there's been a lot of talk of him en- ending up in Spain, whether that's yeah. Atletico Madrid or Barca. I could see one of those. Prefer, I, I think he'd be best off in Barca, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure how he would fit in very well under Simeone at, at uh, Atletico. But um, as long as it's not Inter, I don't, he can go wherever he likes. As long as it's yeah, not... I'm, I'm not even sure I want him at Inter. Only well, you know, I've, hurt. I've, yeah. I've had yeah. these conversations and... <laughs> he helps in certain ways, but he might, you know, hinder you in other ways if they yeah. have other Inter has holes to fill too. And yeah. don't be don't be surprised if they don't want to shell out 10 million. Not everyone can afford that, just like we can't right. or don't want to. So. Well, it would it would have to be like I, I don't think there's any way they could have him and Lautaro together. And I'm also not even really sure if I want to keep Lautaro, to be quite honest. But like it it, it seems like it's one or the other. Like yeah. it's either gonna be Lautaro still with Inter next year or Dybala. I don't think it's going to be both. I, I would agree. Yeah. He can go to Inter for all I care. He, he can go wherever he wants, man. It's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. The guy's got to make his money. If it goes he to will Inter, get torched if he goes to Inter. I Everyone don't really will care. Hate him. I, he, can, he doesn't give a shit either. I, I'm, not, I'm not one for like, you know, hey, I'm the kind of guy who would celebrate in front of my old fans, like how Benucci did when he went to Milan for Juventus. I didn't have a problem with that. A lot of people had a problem. Don't like you. I don't really care. So if he goes to Inter, you know, good for him. You know, Godspeed, young man. Hopefully, you have a great career. I I think we're gonna miss him, but 
the way that no, Juventus won't. is is re- no, we won't. The way, you can no, see where Dan, Danny and I disagree, but the way the <laughs> way that we're rebuilding, I think we're gonna we're gonna fill it with uh, with multiple pieces, which in the long term I think is it's better, better for Juventus. Exactly. I'm gonna vote for Danny Lucci, and I agree with him. You guys are not gonna miss him. I agree. I think if they replace him with other pieces, they'll be just fine. But if they don't do nothing, then yes, obviously you're going to miss one of your best players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like his whole whole career is unrealized potential. Like, and it's Argentinian national team and Juve. It's like unreached potential everywhere. He's got to be one of the most frustrating players that, because you know, he's so talented, but you just don't see it enough. And it's, it's frustrating. I don't think it's a lot. You're frustrating. I think that's a lot of money, eight plus, eight million plus, man, for a guy who plays like what ten games a season now. Well, can't stay here fit. We go. I'm, seriously though, you don't know what you're gonna get every. The game. guy was like, the MVP two years ago. Let's just calm okay, down. two years ago, and since since he's been MVP, what has he done? Though? He's done nothing since it's, that. He's had he's COVID. Not, he's had COVID twice. He's what, had. Uh, what's that line? What's that line? What you done for me lately? And what has he done for you lately? What has he done for Champions League? What has he done for Champions League? Champions League is the most important thing for Juventus right now. Don't look at Scudetto. Scudetto's on the side. That's that's cream on the crop for them. For them, it's Champions League. And they need the best players possible when it comes to Champions League to step up, produce, and get them to that next round. Round of 16 is what they are they're at. And then after that, it's a it's like a barrier where they can't get by in the last what four or three four years. I I don't keep track, man. Is it four? I don't know, man. Doesn't matter. They've lost the terrible teams exactly. every year. Thank you, Lucci. Thank you, Lucci. So I see what you're saying, people... Jerry. He's he's still a great player. Don't get me wrong. It's no, just, absolutely. You, I'm not saying he's need, not. You need your best players available as much as possible, and he's just he hasn't been there. So you can't you can't rational. You can't rationalize paying him $10 million if he's not there all the time. That's, One thing that's, I'd be curious to see, though, is you know, Inter seem to have, like, the best trainers and physios. Like, as far as injuries go. Except for yeah, Sensi. Right? They, they couldn't, they couldn't, yeah, they couldn't figure out Sensi. But everyone else, like, Inter seem to have fewer injuries than yeah. the other top clubs. So, you know, I'd be curious to see if Dybala went to Inter if, you know, they, they sorted that out. Because, you know, I think we would all agree that when he's on the field – He's usually one of the best yeah. players, right? I'm curious to see no matter where he goes if he's if it's just the Juve thing that he's always hurt. It's you won't know until he goes, right? I I hope for for I'm gonna be as a neutral here. I hope he doesn't go to Inter. I I I think that he's built a legacy. Oh, but but it, it, hold on, Jerry. If you're a neutral, you should want him to go to Inter. Otherwise, he leaves the country. If you're really a neutral, you give would a want fuck him to stay if in the country. Let him go. I don't give a shit. At the end of the day, I don't want to see him play at Inter because I think it, it, I think he built he built his name at Juve. He 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 built the fan base. It'd be slap in the face, man. It's like yeah. it'd be such a slap. Everything he did at Juve would go down the drain, man. It would. It, 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 how it do you would. say whatever, man? It would, man. Absolutely. It's like Chino Immobile tomorrow morning signing with Roma. It's like what the fuck you doing? I would fucking burn every Roma, uh, every lot to a fucking Chido Immobile tomorrow morning. I swear to God, if he did that, I couldn't fucking bear the, the, the fact. It's a hey, rival, how many, man. How many teams did Baggio change to? Were you oh, not he played for everybody. Milan? Yeah, he, he played. He yeah. played for Juve, Inter, and Milan. Right, and, and Bologna, and Bologna. I'm not mad at him. So you were okay with, as a child? You were okay with him going to a rival? I wasn't yeah, I'm not a child. I was. I was. I was a child back. I'm not a child now. I Grow meant. Up. Yeah, I meant 15 years ago. Whatever it was. I think. I guess Baggio's an exception to how good he was. 
<laughs> he was just so good that we didn't care. He was just so he he wasn't hurt every game. No one no one hated Budger. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? That's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's the no perfect answer, him. man. That is a correct answer. The, the, the guy, the guy was wherever. Buddhist. Yes. Like he was he was unhateable. Like he's yes. all about peace and love. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I like that. I don't answer. know, but like if if I know it would never happen, but if a player like Mertens went to Juve, nobody hates him today, but plenty of people would hate him yes. tomorrow. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he, a, a couple of years ago, like it looked like he was close to Inter, Joe. I know you remember mm-hmm. that. The, so that that he he probably would have been hated for that, right? Well, just yeah. like Higuain when he went to to Juve, that was yeah. a big one too. Yeah, he ruined him. He's he's the most hated. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. There you go. Yeah, I just think that you build something. Like, why do you go to your rival, man? It's just like, it's it's. I can't stomach it, man. I just think I, I just think being over uh, here in North America, it's more of a. And we talked about this on our show the other day. Seeing it in other sports here in North America, players go to different teams. You're kind of numb to it. So if the ball goes to enter, whatever, it's not going to change my day. It won't. I still got to wake up and go to work. It won't change my opinion. It's because we don't live in Europe, man. (laughs) I think in Europe, these guys are so invested and so integrated Mm -hmm. into their club. Like like football is is what they live for in Mm -hmm. Italy. There's no hockey, baseball, football, Formula Formula One. Yeah, Formula One. But there's no like extra sports. Like you you have your NFL, you got Mm -hmm. your – your MLB that kind of makes you forget what the hell happened yesterday. You got that European basketball league. That's pretty good. You know, my 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 uncle, my zio Beppe, who lives in Milano, he he sw- he's he's a Milanista, but he swears that he's a bigger basketball fan than Big soccer one. fan, which I find to be very interesting. Big over there for sure. Yeah. I also want to just add something that Joe was talking. You guys were saying before about Inzaghi being fired this season if he doesn't win a Scudetto or a Coppa Italia. I think he doesn't get fired regardless. Um, and I said this was off the off the the air with me and Joe talking yesterday, and he said a good point. And and Inzaghi doesn't make cheap wages at Inter. He makes almost four million, if I recall. And if you fire Inzaghi, he still has one more year left on his contract. Then you go around and you hire another manager. You're not going to go hire a $1 million manager tomorrow morning mm-hmm. to come work at Inter. They're going to get a top manager. Well, they're, 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 talk, they're talking about um, – and the again, this is, just, this is just the rumors. They're talking about the Zerbi. Okay. Uh, so you, yeah. So you bring Zerbi, who's not going to come cheap, because I think he has a decent resume, what he did at, at Sassuolo and what he's doing now with Shakhtar. Yeah. He comes in, okay, let's say $4 million. We'll, we'll just – We'll just ballpark. I'm just saying roughly three to four million. So not only are you paying three to four million for Deserbi, you're paying on top in Zaggy's wages for another year. That's what, 10, almost eight million, whatever it costs. This is a team who doesn't have money in the first place and struggling to like make money and have to sell players. Yeah. That's why Inzaghi's not going to go. The only way he goes if he mutually degree, agrees to terminate his contract. And walks out. That's you never go gonna to happen. Back to Lazio, wouldn't that be like a great, a great reunion? Like you just you kick you kick that loser cigarette smoker to the curb and bring in Inzaghi, bring him right back. I I wouldn't. I would take Inzaghi back, but I know ninety percent of the Lazio fans would tell me to go fuck myself. That's for sure. But but again, the, here 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 comes the, the 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 answer. What Anthony was saying: We're in North America. We don't give a shit if Inzaghi were to come back, maybe. But in Europe, they think differently because how it happened and what they're ingrained to, right? But I, I think Joel's right. Where I, I also agree, like he's not going to go. Inzaghi stays another season. Well, then you're 
Sorry, sorry, Jerry. But then you're into the situation what, that Juventus is in right now. We have, what, three coaches on the books, Danny? Right? We're yeah. still paying for the last two. So at some point, you got to stop the coaching carousel. You need some sort of uh, consistency. Yep. consistency. I didn't really give my opinion on it. I just gave you what the buzz was. Um, personally, I would absolutely give Inzaghi another year. Even, mm -hmm. even if this season ends third or fourth place when it was looking, you know, month and a half ago like first place was almost a sure thing i i would still i would still give inzaghi more time because um uh even though the expectations did change during the season i i understand that there were some difficulties and uh and i i can't expect him to just come in and be conte because there's only one conte so i i'm not i'm not on like the the uh the inzaghi out brigade and there's not a big brigade yet it's just like a few people who are starting to try and gain more influence but i'm i'm not i'm not on that i would give him one more year regardless even if they drop out of the top four well if they dropped out of the top four um then i'd probably say inzaghi out but isn't that like uh like it, it's almost impossible to drop out of the top it four. is i'm what, just well yeah yeah, because I mean they're 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 nine points above fifth place with uh, actually I was gonna say with a game in hand, but Atalanta also have a game in hand, but mm -hmm. still nine nine points out of fifth place. If they were to drop ago. out of top four, then I think anything is possible. You get rid of them, but I'm just I'm not expecting that. Mm -hmm. I'd love to Fair see enough. that though. That'd be great. Oh, I'm sure it would be for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it would be. It wouldn't cross my mind if they dropped out. It wouldn't. It wouldn't cross my mind though, because this is. I've seen. Form. I've seen Zagi bottle shit up, man, and then this is Zagi style, man, where it goes fucking haywire, and he doesn't have a plan B. That's the problem right now is that he doesn't have a plan B, and it feels like teams have figured him out. That's that's the issue. Where I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how he got away with a plan A for five seasons with Lazio, and, and mm -hmm. somehow, well, we stayed within the top six spot. Like it's their expectations right? were a lot lower too. No, you, down there. you're yeah. right. But at the end of the day, regardless of what your expectations are, he still was able to compete. He he managed to get some impressive wins against Juve, Inter, uh, Milan. Fair he's, enough. But when you're a, playing once he, a week, you have a lot of time to prepare. So well, that helps too. Well, he had Champions League. He's been to Europa League every year. It's not like he crashed out and like, we went. We, we should have gone to to the final four well, or final eight when we didn't fucking come, colossal collapse against fucking. I think it was Frankfurt when we were up what, five one and Frankfurt. we ended up losing. We lost six five and we gave up four goals in five minutes in the Europa League. Oh my god! I forgot about that. What That's on the coach, is? isn't it? Oh is that not god. on the coach? But again, these are gonna happen to all coaches. Well, I think the, the overall. Package of what okay. we got from Inzaghi was better than what we what we anticipated, especially the fact that you only paid him like a million and a half. I think, <laughs> but, I think Inzaghi and 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 Allegri are, are similar in this situation, whereas they're both not free from blame. They both do deserve some blame for the way the teams have, you know, maybe dropped some points here, haven't played up to par certain games. But then again, it, it, uh, Allegri's coming into a brand new team with you know a disaster. It's been a train wreck with midfields and injuries and this and that and and Inzaghi's probably lost you know two two of his best players over this which he didn't have a say in in Lukaku yeah. and Hakimi so that's true too you know you gotta yeah. there's and other Eric's factors well, right yeah. so so I, I want to start uh I, I want to get uh predictions for hold the on match. Did go we, ahead we, we 
prediction. We all know that no one wants to give a prediction so you don't mush your team. Let's be realistic here. But that's why I'm starting with you and Joe because you guys will give predictions. I was gonna. You, you are are we gonna talk about Atalanta versus Napoli? Because I like to get some takes on this. Okay. I think I think that's another big game this weekend mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where there's a lot of implication on. Okay, so hold on, hold on. I want to I want to finish with this match first. So I want you and Joe. I want you and Joe because the thing is, like, I don't want to jump to Atalanta Napoli and then jump back. I'll give you my point. prediction. It's gonna be one-one. It's gonna be the most fucking boring game ever, and that's Fair it. Enough. It's gonna be one nothing Juventus. We're all gonna think they're gonna freaking tie it. They're gonna sit back, sit back. We're gonna be like, how the heck are they gonna score? And some ugly, stupid goals in a come off screen yard. It's gonna score, and that's it. One-one, and both teams get fucked in the ass. See, that's I could it. see that, but the opposite. I, I could see Inter being ahead for most of the way, and then uh, and then Juve getting like 85, 89th minute uh, game tying goal. I could see something like that. What about you, Joe? Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, all indications are that it's going to be low scoring, that the Inter struggling to score and, and just Juve's approach, you know, defending the one goal lead. I'm going to go with a 1-0 Juve win. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if – I'd love to see the draw, though. And I actually thought Jerry would say 1-0 Juve, but uh, I'm surprised he went with the draw. Well, he's an Inter fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, I hate both, man. I think they're fucking they, – yeah. Oh, God, as, as much as I know, I said about Juve and their form and everything. The one thing is, like, I, I, you, sometimes they just show up with a big fart, and you're like, they they, they went through this True. fucking. I'm sorry, like, I I I know that <laughs> I might contradict myself here, and, and they're on their 15 game on being streak, and they figure ways out to win. But they have it's a not, lot of draws in those 15. A lot of farts they do. That's the only thing that scares me about Juve is that sometimes they just. Follow a big fart, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened, man? Like, why? How does this happen? Like, you 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 go play the best game against fucking I don't know, it was Salernitana, but before that, I don't know. They they manage games properly, and then all of a sudden they just like, you know what? I'm gonna change my prediction. It's gonna be one nothing refs. So one nothing uh, Juve. Yeah, so which, gonna... I was gonna say which way. <laughs> the, the refs are gonna help Juve on Sunday. Oh man. Well, didn't the uh, Inter kind of got screwed in the first meeting, right, with the late? I I well, thought so. These guys the, might yeah, these I guys might disagree, but I thought so. But maybe the uh, you know maybe the opposite will happen. Maybe we'll level the skills. Not not, not 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 in Torino though. I don't think the opposite. And not happen. after what happened against Torino, where that Bellotti just got manhandled. That's that's, that's a good point. We didn't, we I'm not going to say penalties. That. I yeah. I I'm, I'm joking aside. I'm not going to say penalties that Inter got screwed last game. Because at the end of the day, and I tweeted this out, every team in the fucking league has been fucked in the ass. Okay, at the end of the day, it you doesn't matter specifically. Well, not like that way, yeah, but tell us how you really feel, Jerry. Oh, I'm telling you how I really feel. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, Roma's been fucked. A lot. Inter's yeah. been fucked. Atalanta's been fucked. Juve's been fucked. Milan royally been fucked. Like, let's just be honest, because they 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 lost six points by some really poor officiating. They should have beat Spezia, and that was a bullshit call. Okay, at the end of the day, that's three points. Regardless if they let it slip and how it turned out, that was a terrible call by the referee, who really cost him a, a win. Okay, so let's let's put that up at, at bay. And I don't care about Lazio. I'm not even gonna fucking talk about them. But, and Napoli's been screwed too a few yeah. times. So they got screwed against Na- Milan or, l- recently. So again, every team's gotten 
a bad call. So I'm not going to say that the refs were on Juve's side. I think that's such a a a bullshit excuse. Maybe compared to recent seasons, where maybe it, it, I'm, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to get that far. But again, this season alone, I think referee has been in the favor of a lot of teams. Let me ask uh, Lucci and Anthony, uh, do you e- either of you ha- have the balls to make a prediction or are you like me and you're too superstitious? Oh, I'm 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 the greatest predictor of, <laughs> on our whole crew, right? No one can even come close to like my average, like my percentage. It's is not it's good. just it's it's up there. It's it's up there. Uh, tell me for about a big Juve win then. Tell me about no, that. No, for this one here, I actually agree with Jerry on two points. One, I also think it's gonna be a one one draw. I think it's I don't think it's gonna be exciting. I think our conversations that we're gonna have at the at our little gathering there on Sunday at the cafe event is Toronto is gonna to be much more interesting than what mm-hmm. we see on the TV. And the second thing I agree with Jerry on is uh, the consistency of the referees this year. Just just hasn't been up to par. Like when to use VAR, when not to use it, and and it's affected all the teams. And it's affected you know some mid table teams, even the the top of the table points here and there. Maybe that's why the teams are so close together. But uh, can just get the consistency. I think that's all we want. Like we. I'm not. I don't put on the tinfoil hat like you do sometimes, Alex. With the conspiracy Literally, theories, I do, and, <laughs> right, and all that. Like you know, this team's paying these refs. Like, come on, let's just let's let's grow up a little bit. The refs just aren't good enough. They're just not consistent across the board. Now you have some good ones, but you just have too many that are just mediocre. And hopefully, Monday we're not talking about how it came down to the ref making decisions yeah. in the game. I concur. What about you, Lucci? I'm gonna. I'm thinking a draw as well. I I could see it go to two two though, like a late equalizer making it two two. That's a lot of goals. Yeah, fuck scoring two goals for Inter- or you take the over. Vlaovic, baby, Ibala. Ibala, he's got to pay for play for that ten million now. He's, he's got to do something. This could be this could be one of the uh, the one game every four months when uh, Lautaro shows up in form. You never no, know. I was thinking it Jekko. When you least expected it can happen. Jekyll always seems to score, yeah, even at 40,000 years old, but whatever. 35. And then close. Still younger than you, eh? Sunday morning, <laughs> I think that the Napoli-Atalanta game is just – I think it's going to be more exciting to watch compared to this Inter-Juve game, personally. Is, is, it yeah. in, uh, is it in Bergamo or Naples? It's in Bergamo. I still think Napoli wins. I, I've, Atalanta have not looked convincing to me the last yeah. couple months. I still think Napoli wins. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm obviously hoping Napoli win. It's for Napoli the the there's a lot of question marks around the lineup because uh, Di Lorenzo got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, then Rachmani and Osimen both got suspensions for yellow card accumulation. So there's a bit of uh, you know we think Mertens will start at striker. Hopefully he'll he'll have uh, he'll be confident. He just had a baby boy who he named Chiro, so he's automatically like the king of of Napoli now. Um, now so did, that, did he name him after uh, Chiro from Gomorra or Chiro <laughs> of Lazio? No, well, he's nicknamed Chiro in Napoli, right? Which is because yeah, it's right. such a Napolitan name. That's, yeah. you know, Immobile is Napolitan, right? So uh, yeah. he named his son Chiro. So that's, uh, that's a good omen, I think. Um, but Napoli have been so dependent lately on Osimen for goals that, that that makes you a little bit concerned. There's question marks about who will start over uh, for Di Lorenzo at right back, whether it'll be uh, Kevin Malqui, who's always hurt, or 
Zanoli, who's a, a, a kid. He, well, he's 21, So, but in, in Italian terms. I mean, we, you guys talked about this plenty of times uh, this week, but 21 in, in Italy is like 15. <laughs> the way they, the way they play their youngsters. <laughs> so there's, there's question marks there. But my hope is that, you know, Atalanta have been really out of form in Serie A. I think it's three wins in their last 12 matches. I'm hoping that they view the top four as uh, out of reach or, or, you know, or not, not terribly focused on that. And that maybe their ticket to the champions league is to win the Europa league, uh, which they're still in. And, you know, if, if that's their focus, I haven't checked the schedule to see when, when the next Europa league matches are, but you know, that, that could play in Napoli's favor as well. But, you know, I think from a, a Napoli standpoint, obviously you want to win, but a draw, given what we talked about with, you know, other teams likely to draw points between now and the end of the season, I don't think a draw would be a terrible result. So I want to add on to that. They play in Europa League League next week. Yeah, next Thursday. Yeah. There you go. There you go. What do you think about that match, Jerry, on Saturday? I think the biggest thing is that you're going to see – Napoli's character is going to be tested on on Sunday. You're going to see if this team is really that hungry to win a Scudetto and kind of step up, and 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 you're going to see if the depth can really do its job in this team. Like, I think there's a lot of quality, even though they have a lot of players out to kind of compete against an Atalanta side. Where again, they're Juventus part two, where you just don't know who's going to show up. Either a good team shows up or a very shaky team shows up. So that's the Atalanta. And in consideration, Joel's right. You don't know what their their mind frame is, again, around the Europa League. Is that where they're really invested in? Are they going to kind of look towards that already and maybe rest a few key players on Sunday trying to get ready for that Thursday match? So... There, there's a there's a lot of questions. And, and then there's Zelensky, who got hurt during the international break. He picked up a thigh injury, if I'm not mistaken, if that was it. And apparently Fabian, Fabian Ruiz is another question mark as well, I was reading. There's mm-hmm. another. Like, this is a, a very – Napoli is going to be tested, man. And, and, and it's going to show, like, their true colors, like I just said. So, And then you got Atlanta. I don't know. Who's starting for them? I, I I'll be honest. I'm not gonna start talking about Atalanta because I fucking hate them because I hate Gasparini. So I'll just say off the re- on the record here. I hope they lose and I hope Napoli wins because I freaking hate Gasparini. And uh, just for Lazio's sake, so we can get that fifth place. And uh, and, and and it's so pathetic that I have to say that I want fifth place and not fourth. But anyways, uh-huh. but I I I'm gonna go with a one. I'll go two one Napoli out of this game. I just I think that somehow, some way, Spalletti will have the right mind frame ready on Sunday. Um, I think he had a lot of time to kind of prepare for this match, and and you can say vice versa for Gasparini as well. But um, um, yeah, it's and I think the most I think the most important thing is that Insigne has to show up in this game. I think that's the most important factor here. Um, I don't know if he's healthy or not, or what it, whatever the case may be. But this is the time. This is a match where they need their captain the most, especially with so many players out. This is where he needs to step up and have finally a big game for Napoli because he's been shit dog all year. So isn't, shit. isn't he is Osimhen suspended? 
Is Osman? Yeah, I was gonna say that Lucci. Yeah, <laughs> he showed up against Lazio. Yeah, that's the, that's the <laughs> I don't want to fucking talk about that, man. Okay, yeah. it makes me sick that he can score against Lazio, and he, both of his games this season were against Lazio. Oh, we got Jerry. Upset. Pisses me off, wow. man. No, he, it, it's not even this season. Every year he owns us. Yeah, he he has Lazio in his pocket. Okay, it, it makes me him and freaking Mertens. But to be honest, I you know. It would be great for him to show up, but Napoli's kind of gotten used to him not showing up, right? Because he hasn't really shown up that much this season. But I definitely think he's going to start because Lozano probably doesn't get back from North America until Friday. So he'll get one, maybe two training sessions in before the match. And because it's an earlier game on Sunday, I, I doubt that Lozano would start. He's probably an option off the bench, which means... Insignia likely starts on the left and Politano on the right. But you're right. There have been a number of these kind of little nagging injuries. Uh, we'll find out more about Zielinski on Thursday. He's supposed to get tested. And then I think Fabian was the flu. So that's kind of a weird one these days. You know, is that COVID? Is it not? Right. How long does that last? So, you know, that's... And then the other concern for Napoli is that even with these guys that are missing, there are other players that are on a suspension. So... And Gisa is on four yellows. Koulibaly is on four yellows. So hopefully they just focus on on this one game and they're not playing with that on their minds because then that could you know maybe impact their play as well. It is holy water. By the way, let me take this opportunity to shout out uh, those who have been really active in the live chat. Of course, Lord Figo. And Lord Figo, welcome back to Twitter. I, he was on like a Twitter hiatus. He's back and... He's fucking smart. I should, tw- I should learn from him. Fuck. <laughs> And and also, I I think I've noticed from Figo because he's made such a triumphant return to Twitter and he's just he's going after all the Milanisti and the Juventini. He's taking no prisoners, this guy. I I think he's I always appreciated him, but he's appreciated even more now that he's back from a long absence. So it's like maybe you should maybe Jerry, that's the move. Go away for a couple months, and then when you come back, it's going to be like a hero's welcome for you. <laughs> Ticker tape parade. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so Figo, uh, our guy Ivano is in there, and uh, and George, who's been really, really active. Uh, before we wrap it up, any any thoughts uh, from Anthony? I'll start with you on uh, on not on uh, Atalanta Napoli. What do you think happens there? Well, Atalanta's not playing Juventus, so they're going to be dog shit on Sunday. Uh, unless they're playing Juventus, they, you know, I agree with Jerry again. That's twice today, where you know they, for some reason, there are there are boogeyman for Juventus. Whenever Juventus plays Atalanta, they, I don't know where this team comes from because it's not the team that's going to show up on Sunday. I agree with Jerry there. I think Napoli ha- has some injuries, but I think I think that'll be like a close game, like a one nothing. Two nothing. I think it'll be a lot closer than people think, but uh, I think Napoli has. I think they have the stones to pull it out. They've been they've been up there all season. They they know what to do. Uh, Atalanta is just. I think they're a clown show. I I said it right from day one this season. They're yes. they're a bunch of clowns. They 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 put on a big show. No, it's all all great and stuff. But no, get back to Europa League, you bunch of bums. So I think ah, Napoli will pull it out. Love it. What do you say, Lucci? Well, I was hoping for like a Atalanta win, but I guess Anthony's not taking that route. But no. um, yeah, I don't. I, I would like to see them win. I don't see it happening, especially without Z- uh, uh, Zapata. Like they have no focal point up top. It's like nothing's clicking up there, mm-hmm. and uh, defensively, they are not good. So yeah, I think Napoli will probably pull out this win. Probably a one or two nothing. 
All right, so uh, Lucci and then Anthony, of course, you can jump on in on this as well. Uh, tell me what you guys have cooking over there at all UVA Cast and where people can find it. Go ahead, Lucci. Oh, yeah, we're uh, we've got a lot cooking this this upcoming Sunday. We have a, a watch party for the the Derby uh, Inter UVA at uh, you know downtown Toronto Cafe Juventus. Jerry's going to be there. Anthony, myself, will be there. We'll be giving some some giveaways, some some T shirts, some striped hearts gear. We got one um, for you, Jerry. We do have, I don't know if he's going to wear it. He'll probably burn it. So he maybe won't. not. That's true. Um, yeah. I, gonna... I wouldn't burn it. I think that's rude, man. I, I, I think that <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not that mean. I'm happy mm. to know you have some kind of, you know, manners. Restraint. It's, it's very good. Um, yeah. So we're doing that this weekend. And, you know, pregame, postgame, we always have our uh, podcast going on with the boys at All UV Cast. And, uh, Ant, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, not only the boys, uh, Alexa, we we yes. are also covering Juve uh, women now at all Juve cast, so she if, does a if, weekly. If Dybala were to come to Inter, do we get Lex like as a part of that deal? Like, does she come over to to the Nerazzurri, or what? I think she would split her time. She would split her time. Trade, sure. Alex. You send the money to me, you can have her, no problem. Yeah, it's uh, there, we could we could work out on somehow we could split her time because uh, we're we're a little worried about uh, young Lex if uh, Dabal goes to Inter. But yeah, we got we got a lot cooking. We have uh, we also have pregame, postgame articles. We have a lot of writers at our website, so uh, at alluvacast.com and our sponsor, Striped Hearts Apparel. So we got stoppage time. We have another show. Uh, some guys do midweek as well. But yeah, we. You know, we're a big crew. We're about 13 of us over there. And, but, you know, really, Lucci and I are the best ones. Be serious. You, you, you got the top cream of the crop for this show. Who's the guy who runs stoppage time again? Cliff. Yeah, don't worry about it. Oh. yeah, I love Cliff. <laughs> the man. Hey. Don't worry about it. Never mind. Cliff, see myself Cliff, he's a good dude. Uh, I, I think Cliff is my favorite Juventino. No disrespect to you guys. but uh, Cliff, He's so happy. Cliff, he is the most yeah. optimistic happy human being i've ever encountered like he's a golden retriever i don't know if he's, he's our golden heads in a freezer like if he's got some dark secret that he's just hiding yeah. with happiness but he's such a nice dude yeah yeah you just scratch him behind the ears and he's happy for the rest of the day we love cliff <laughs> joe joe tell me tell me and tell the folks out there what you have going on uh with the fort sinopoli pod where you you do such a consistently awesome job with that. Let people know where they can find it. Yeah. So, I mean, Forza Napoli pod and all your usual platforms. We just uh, released an episode today. I interviewed uh, John Ludden, who's uh, the author of Once Upon a Time in Naples, which is the book that the Diego Maradona uh, documentary was based on by Asif Kapadia. Same guy that made uh, Senna and Amy. And I think he won an Oscar for, for Amy. So I interviewed him. That one was really good. And then I'll have... Um, a preview episode coming out for the Atalanta match. And at some point I'll have to find the time to, uh, I cover the Feminile and the Primavera as well. Lex is doing a fantastic job covering uh, the women. So definitely, you know, I encourage everyone to check out the women's game. It's not, mm -hmm. I know, you know, it's not for everyone, but it's a growing sport. They need the support. Mm -hmm. um, I think Lex posted today that the Barcelona Real Madrid uh, Champions League game was sold out. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I don't know if it was at the, at the Bernabeu or if it was at yep. uh, like Camp Nou, but it, yeah, 90, almost 91,000. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. So, I mean, Barcelona's women's team is out of this world, but um, mm -hmm. so check, yeah, check, you know, support the women's team if you can, it's uh, you know, it's getting better and better. And, and in Italy specifically next season, they'll become professional players, which is really important because when you're not a professional, a lot of them are capped at, annual salaries of 35,000. They don't have any benefits that, you know, 
maternity leave, things like this. So uh, it's, you know, I'll take this moment to promote the women's game and uh, yeah, check out the podcast at Fort Sinopoli pod. That's well said. Uh, Jerry, you have anything uh, you're working on this week as far as writing, anything you got going on? I actually want to bounce on Jorge's uh, comment. Sure. And, and I, I, I think that Leon. I'm glad you said comment. Yeah, I was. I was ooh. <laughs> Why? Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> what happened? It's comment. You said Whoa. jump on his car. Bounce on his comment. Yeah. Oh, bounce on his oh, you guys are sick fucks, man. Moving on. I would never roll that way. Anyways, um, I think that Leon's women's team is probably the best team in in like women's football like it's unbelievable what they've been able to achieve in the last like who knows how long actually but they have oh, two Canadians I think two Canadians on that team in the first leg I think tomorrow's the second leg second leg tomorrow it's one nothing mm-hmm. for Juve but like yeah. Yeah. they they have a good system and model that has really developed women into the rankings and become like very elite players so mm-hmm. I think they have a good system and a good platform that Yep. could be like the future for women's football if other teams like were to replicate it and try to grow their teams as well. I think that's something like like a money ball type of thing where they they take that 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 idea and instill it into their team and try to develop it. So uh do I have anything writing? I did a piece on Claudio Latito, 17 years with Lazio. I wrote a piece on 17 years spending zero money. Hey he's one more <laughs> Than Roma has done in the last decade. Yeah, that's right, Cardone. If you want to talk about, I saw his comment that, well, how does it feel that Latito's cheap and doesn't spend money? Hey, at the end of the day, the team was in a debt of like $400 million. He got him out of a debt. He took over the team at his lowest peak. He's won trophies. He's kept stability. He's kept consistency. He's managed to keep Luis Alberto and Savage together for seven, six, seven seasons. Hey, does, hey, at the end of the day, he did for six, seven did seasons. It. Long, yeah, it he did time. it. And now you're selling Savage tomorrow morning, maybe for $80 million. You're going to reinvest it. Hopefully it's done 16. properly. Lotito <laughs> will get $80 million just so got Juventus like will pay 60 He'll take it. Just like he got thirty-two million for a bum named Joaquin Correa, where thirty-one million is in the bank and two point five million in bonuses had to be paid to freaking Sevilla. Okay, that's fine. Savage is leaving. Yeah, okay, but at the end of the day, that money is going to be reinvested into the club, and you have to do it. And and Lazio is not the only team that has to sell their best player. Every team is going to have to do it because COVID fucked everyone up, okay? You think everyone's going to just tomorrow morning. Except PSG. Except yeah. PSG. Like, it, it's, it's inevitable. It's every team has to do it, man. It, it, we're, every Italian team is in a, in a really... We'll send, you, we'll send you 25 in our tour, okay? Good deal. And, yeah. and we'll let you in the Super League next year, maybe. I'll, I'll maybe. end with this. I hope I don't die on Sunday when I go to this Juventus club because okay. I will be going... You're with me, buddy. I'll be going on Lazio gear and I didn't, don't give a fuck if I'm around there. like a sore thumb. You, oh, you, you better believe it. Now I'll be tattoo the guy Lazio you. on your forehead too. You'll be fine. I, I'm you gonna have to worry about cheering when Inter scores, man. I'm gonna be running around laps and I'm gonna be man, dead that on that. You might not make it out. Uh, we can't protect you then. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> our limit. <laughs> we try. I love it. I love it. And hey, listen, I, I want to ask everybody: make sure make sure you're supporting this show every way possible. The easiest, freest way to support us is by 
smashing the like button, the thumbs up, because uh, that really helps out. The more likes we get per episode, the more people see it. That's just how the YouTube algorithm works. And subscribe to our channel. I know that some of you bums show up here. You watch the content. You don't subscribe. Don't be a bum. Subscribe to the channel. Turn the notifications on if you want to. It's a great way to know when we're going live. So make sure you hit the thumbs up, the like button, subscribe to our channel. Yeah, don't be also, a zero. Be a hero. Yeah. Also, uh, subscribe to our audio podcast as well. The audio version of these shows also gets released. It's good. You listen in the car and stuff through the Bluetooth and the speakers. Uh, just search Calcio Connection on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get your pods. And uh, and if you want to uh, to support us in the uh, the tip jar, you can you can uh, sign up for our Patreon channel as well. So huge shout out and thank you to everyone, Joe, Daniel, Anthony. And of course, Jerry, Jerry, uh, do do me proud at that Juventus watch party. Just uh, if you want me to send you some Inter gear to wear, I can I can ship it first class. There's going to be Canada. Inter fans there. Where Inter there fans will be, will be there as well. Yeah, I I uh, it's funny. I do have an Inter jersey at home. You do? Who's, you do? What's the? Hold I didn't on. know you had that. What's the jersey? Hold on, I bought this one. I actually I, I was thinking about this the other day, and Joseph, I wanted to remind him we actually watch Inter play versus um a greek team um olympiacos i think it was in yeah. 2010 and I, it was an indoor game at sky dome and oh, okay, i still dome. remember what how i was thinking about this Mycon blew his knee if i remember because he played on that shit fucking turf yeah. mm-hmm. fake freaking field and he blew his knee because he like pivot or something i, I just re- this is the only thing i remember the whole game was my con killing his leg and i think that was the end of him like well, it, was yeah, a, I, it was a really bad injury he had bringing back and, a painful memory and, yeah. all, and mm. i remember the whole crowd saying why yeah, do yeah. we why do we have this stupid game it was the most irrelevant boring game i ever saw two teams not giving a shit and like it was the they best called World Cup of Soccer or, no, or World stupid. Series of Soccer, something like that. It was yeah. dumb, man. It was so, the best part was after the game, we all we were we went we ran down to the field and we actually met some players, which was nice. But like, oh. that was pretty cool. But like, I bought an Inter jersey, by the way, but ten dollars was off of like the street. And it was, was there a name on the jersey? Who's no, I, I it's because I gave it to my father. I, I remember oh, buying okay. this for my father, and I was like, you know what, ten dollars. I wanted to wear something because the game. I'm the yeah. kind of guy who likes to like be sporty at the game, and and I uh, gave it to my father. I don't know what happened to it after. Yeah, you know, I've I've never actually admitted this publicly on the show, but when I was in when I was in second grade, um, you know, gr- growing up in Miami, where I still live to this day, there was a friendly, uh, and I was eight years old. This was early '90s. Uh, Milan came to town for a friendly, and I actually publicly at eight years old supported Milan in that game that was my that was my one and only day in life as a Milanista but I I did I think they 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 lost to I think they were playing the Colombian national team in a friendly which was odd a national team or his club team but I I actually publicly at the Miami Orange Bowl which has since been torn down I publicly supported Milan and that's my shameful admission for the day never again Milan team was that it was uh, it was going into I think what would have been the uh, the ninety two ninety three season. So they were yes. they were very good at that time. Very Everybody good. was a Milan fan back. Yeah, then. I mean, it, yeah. If you had to pick a time to support Milan, that was, well, it. That was probably should, it. Hold on, don't, don't put words in my mouth. It, pick a time. I picked <laughs> one day. I picked That's one fine. day because That's fine. I, I was an Italian football fan, and 
Italian teams just didn't come to the States very often. Yep. And so, you sure. know, there was Italian, there was Italian team in town. I publicly mm-hmm. supported them at eight years old. I'm sorry. I said anything, a huge, <laughs> huge shout out to everybody who watched or listened to this, to this episode. We will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao.